evening, good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you are, welcome back to Brothers with Voices, episode five. Um, before I introduce this topic um, and introduce where it's coming from, I would like to ask these two guys how they are doing, how they fared during the week. Kudzi, how was, how was your week? How was life, bro? My week was great. Um, really, really great. Uh, uh, but see, how was your week uh, with your wife? No. Let's see how it goes. My week was dope. My week was dope. Um, I had a, I had a really relaxed weekend. I think yeah, but the week was, was chilled. But don't you go money money in life, or is it? You know, you get into a certain cycle and just keep doing what you're doing. You know, so yeah, it was a good week. Um, yeah, and my wife is fine. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we're trying to set the pace because we know, you know, the wife is a very integral part of your life yeah. right now. So of my opinions. So of your opinions too. And 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 we like it because she she also came, she also was with us in the journey of Brothers with Voices when we started with that guest. Yeah, yeah and you see, yeah. that's the cool thing about this thing is that it's it's not it's growing with us, right? Is it? Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as we move through our stages and lives, and our opinions are changing, you know, and our minds are developing. Tukungo and Anacho is I love this concept. It's dope. Now that we have got the, the greetings out of the way, and um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to come and tell us how your week was. Tell us how um, the troubles you experienced, whether it was work, personal, social, Please feel free to share as well how your week was. We would like to also know how you guys were doing. Now, if you remember last week, we were discussing a very big topic on managing societal pressure, right? Yeah. So one of the biggest pressures we covered, sorry, the one of the pressures we, we, we covered in, um, with, with us growing as Brothers with Voices um, was under drug abuse, right? Um, substance abuse. And... Um, through that, we then developed, we decided to develop this topic further and actually get into something, well, let me say a, a little bit more deeper about substance abuse. So if you remember, we talked about the causes, we talked about where it comes from, where it stems from, um, but you know, now I wanna just get into solving it, what issues are around it now in a, on a deeper level. So please bear in mind, if you're offended, uh, please keep watching. If you're not offended, also keep watching. Uh, but to kick this right off the bat, right? <laughs> to kick this right off the bat, I will just give you a simple introduction as to how this topic is going to go, how this conversation is going to go. So um, I wrote something down, okay? It's a, it's a quote, um, and I wrote it down, and I feel like it's something that's going to build up as, to, as we dive into the, into the episode. So listen close, gentlemen. Um, substance abuse is a rising global problem associated with medical, psychiatric, family, occupational, legal, political, financial, and spiritual problems, right? Mm -hmm. Recovery is an important area of consideration in occupational therapies, quest to promote health and well-being, right? So this basic conversation today is going to explore the journey of recovery from substance abuse among young adult Zimbabwean men, 
So I know that we've got a lot of ladies that watch the show, um, but this conversation is going to be more directed to the guys because um, through my research as I'm moderating it, I've realized that men are the ones who are mostly affected by this. So the first question to start this, this, this show off, I'm going to direct it to Kudzai, Kudzai, Kudzai. My name is Kudzai. Um, why is that's how he's saying it, right? So the first question could be to you is, um, why is substance abuse rife in young men in Zimbabwe today? Why is it so big? Why is it, you know, why has it grown from the last time we spoke about it? Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts and how it has grown now in, in Zim? Well, so it's a, it's a, it's a mechanism to, um, I've seen a lot of people talk about substance abuse and they're like, oh, you must stop it, you must stop it. But then let's look at the root cause. Our young man in Zim right now, maybe when they're using it, they're going through a lot, man. You know, that whole, when we talk about men are not being given space, they've been told to be strong and stuff. Yeah. So then, then for them being strong, they need something to make them strong. They need something for them to cope. You know, if you don't have a job, I've been in that situation where you don't have a job and you're sleeping in your blankets in the morning. You, 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 you take a late, uh, you wake up late and you you because you don't have a job you you stay in bed late and you you're you you're just uh, depressed man you know you're just depressed you don't have anything you don't especially when you see that you don't have a sense of purpose right now that you can serve it's just difficult man so normally they would go to using that and because that passes time so the whole thing with drug abuse is it passes time so you're going to forget about whatever you're going to forget about. You're just going to, you know, roll with life. You're probably going to feel happy for some time. And then, you know, it's going to wear off. So, but just that forgetting maybe is an escape that our young boys are facing right now, which is uh, really caused by unemployment. It's really caused by a lot of stress in the family. It's really caused by a lot of things, family issues. It's really caused by just being different just being different and being not understood, you can just go into it, man. And, 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 and it's a coping mechanism anywhere around the world right now. That's why they've even legalized marijuana. There's now medicinal marijuana. People cannot only smoke marijuana. Some people are taking pills and some people are taking edibles. And um, a lot of people are doing that right now because if even the pandemic. So you can even imagine now back in Zim where people cannot really afford the raw drugs, so they can now go to the lowest of the lowest drugs. I don't know the ones that they're taking right now. I go on. The bro, go on and stuff. So no, we'll get can, there, we'll get there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so because of like affordability became the end that, and the problems, you look for something that can cater for what you're feeling that, like uh, in that point. I guess that's what I can say mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to that, Chris. Fair enough, fair enough. But the, I mean, building on what Kudzi just said, right? Um, Kudzi mentioned that there are a lot of pressures that our young men are facing, yeah. us young men are facing constantly, whether it be it social hardships, economic hardships, political hardships, um, unemployment, you know, you name it, the whole shabam, right? Um, you realize that the higher majority of our, um, um, us, our generation and uh, the younger generation as well, because they are actually part of the people who are taking these drugs, probably even more than us, right? Um, well, I, we, I don't, we don't do drugs as brothers with both. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. Look, so good I mean, when, you, good 
when you then look at it, I mean, but you, when you look at the environment itself, would you agree to the fact that it is promoting drug abuse, number one? Number two, do you believe there is a sense of individuals in this world um, who are in Zimbabwe who have decided that, you know, I'd rather profit off this particular problem because these kids don't have an option. Type of situation. Well, what are your thoughts on, on the environment and also the sellers of these drugs? Uh, I think um, your, your question almost answers itself because you're looking at a situation where you've got an economic and a political higiaga that's going on in Zimbabwe. Kringum Krankum, you know, so. So everything, <laughs> everything is a bit in the air, you know. So yeah. that immediate, that environment by itself, because like, like Kutu was saying, people don't have jobs, they don't want to do on a daily basis. So you don't have any structure of what people are supposed to be doing. So that immediately creates, I don't mind, bro, I don't mind. You've got a situation where people aren't doing anything. So they're going to experiment. They're going to find out, oh, snap, there's actually this, you could spend your time doing this. And also the stress factor is also in there. So yeah, the environment is very conducive for, for people doing whatever they want and indulging in things like this. If they're in those, if they're exposed to those things, the, whatever drugs you're talking about. And then on the same side, that's what I was saying, it's no batana. There are people who obviously like, you know, our politics is in Zimbabwe. This these people are accused, these people of paying these kids name name somebody and nebrongo. Could you know noise? You know, the political atmosphere is also very conducive for using youngsters, using our youth, using you know, people who are addicted to certain drugs because those people something something don't go buy twenty dollars. Oh, you know, so it's conducive for that. So the political atmosphere, the the um, economic atmosphere, everything, it's, it's still culminating into this big, you know, mushroom explosion of just drug abuse and, and there's no solution for it, which is really, really sad. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. You, that's why I said your 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 question answers itself because both those things that you mentioned are very big contributing factors to, to mm. drug abuse right now. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Thanks, thanks for that. Now I I I know like this this part of still part of segment one. We're gonna get into segment two and segment three, right? So I know I've heard I've been hearing. I mean I haven't been home since I I left, um, which is quite unfortunate, of course. Uh, but I hear there's this now, this big drug, you know, the methamphetamine, um, Toriro, right? Um, meth. meth, yeah, right. I, I to use How does it come yeah. from meth to meth. Toriro? How does it? I, I don't even know how they came up with this, with this name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't team, that, now you're saying drugs that I don't know, bro. Which is <laughs> fine. <laughs> that, it's okay. Meth or something. Don't Methamphetamine. Yeah, something like that. Do you breaking bed, guys? Those Water white. Water white. So I hear that it has become a really prominent drug. Like I know even back when I was there, people were smoking weed. Um, you know. Uh, bronco was still there. Yeah. Alcohol, of course, was still being sold. Um, and of course, cocaine hufu 
why, 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 why it's all sneaking behind, you know, the myth and everything like that. And um, yeah. from my research, I've realized that because I've read multiple articles as well. I'm not going to reference them. And I'm sorry about that. But I've read a lot of articles that people, um, these, this, the, these kids prefer myth more than cocaine because myth makes them more apparently awake. Like there was this one kid who was talking about he was awake for seven days straight without sleep and he managed bro. to do a lot of tasks. I'm like, why do you want to be awake for seven days, bro? I need sleep after at least four hours in my day. Like I need a nap. You know what I mean? I need a why nap. No, I need a that's because you nap four hours into my day, right? Four hours into my day, I'm like, yo, I think I need a nap at this point. These kids are talking about I'm, I'm, I was awake for seven days straight. Doing what? Nothing pro- for seven days straight. Doing what? Nothing productive. So apparently they, they rent out my, my, my single rooms um, in, in, in different areas, where they rent out single rooms. So single room is going to bucks, right? For, for, the, for, for, for the week. You blast your beats, you hit your drugs for the whole week. Now, my, what my question is driving at, right, is, is, is really on the effects of such um, an environment where these kids, because now, I mean, when I was reading about this, these kids are starting from the ages of 21, 19, thereabouts. And I'm like, what effects does it have now on in, in terms of you know your family? Because they don't have money, they don't have income, they don't have jobs. So obviously, TV, the legal side of things, like you know, they will probably get arrested. What are your thoughts on this, Kudzi? Actually, let's go back to Batsi on this one. What are your thoughts on this with this particular drug, this myth itself? being the most prominent drug right now in Zim, how, is, how, how do you feel like it is affecting our youth like, to progress in life? I think the main, the main issue with, with, with hard drugs like that is that I, I don't think we, we expected them to jump into Zim so, so easily or so quickly. You know, you know when, you're not, when you're not surrounded or you're not, we, when you're not in it, in the know, you you will think there's no such thing as meth and zim, but when you start talking to the right people and getting if you get involved in those spheres, you will see that such drugs, such hard drugs, are actually rampant in the country. So, but I think the issue is there's this element of. Um, naivety that there are no drugs so stamping down on them may not be a priority but i I feel like i i know the authorities would probably go in hard on on anameth and and all those things but because it's they'll probably be more concerned about bronco and 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 stuff like that you know because that's what the majority of people who are indulging in drugs are going to be doing but meth is a little bit more specific and not as many people are doing so i don't think they'll be as um 
um, pressured or they would pressure themselves to clamp down on it as much, which which is really sad, I think. Uh, but again, this is my opinion. I, I'm, I'm actually not too sure. Maybe there's Operation uh, Remove Meth from the Streets. I don't know. But it's because I'm not in the know as to how deep it's actually infiltrated the youth system and the, and the kids nowadays. I'm actually not too sure how deep that is, though. It's crazy. Mati, hold on, Kudu, sorry. I'm, I'm actually going to ask you this question, and then you build from what Mati just said because I want you to also answer this question. Do you think our law enforcement is educated enough um, or they take the time to educate them in, themselves enough or to focus on these narcotics and say, look, our narcotics division, we are gonna try and put a stamp down on, this, on, the, on these drugs. Like, what are they, like, do you feel like they have enough education on this nonsense? They also use it, bro. Anyway. <laughs> I'm saying yes and no. I'm saying yes and no. I agree, but I disagree. They, yes, I think they're, they're fully educated. The no, how to deal with it? Yeah. But stress or no stress but stress It's the environment, bro. The environment is playing yeah. a big, big role in everyone just using these drugs, bro. And and you would really be surprised with the people supplying them. Yeah. You know, you would be really surprised with the people supplying them because there are a lot of people supplying them right now that are very powerful. Exactly. So they, they can't be touched. You know, they can't be touched, man. The big people supplying these things around, like the medicinal ones, because it's money, right? It's money and it's oh, yeah. big business. It's mm -hmm. a big business, I tell you. Even the importation of Mabrongo, I've seen uh, some people, you know, delayed by the border, but then... I don't really believe in our system that even when they were taken, they were, you know, when, where do the authorities even take them? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They can no, just I take them and put them back in the system. Yeah, I don't know, but, but where does the Brongo, you know, so, 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 I mean, there's a, there's a whole feeding system of people that are even supplying them. And we haven't really found out a way to, to really properly get those people. We're really fighting on the people that are using them on the street. Mm. You know? yeah. So I guess the more emphasis we put on the people supplying them, and the more emphasis of people, like we put on the people that are supposed to create industries for these people to go to work, the better. You can't just tell people to don't use drugs, just stay at home. Ah, but wait, gosh, I'm comrade. Because you don't act like you don't know this. Even well, not here. Here, here we don't do that. Here we don't touch that stuff. Yeah. But in, in most countries, there's several occupations itself. So even when you talk about, could they, they don't have jobs. Even most people here with high high level jobs, yeah. they do these drugs. They they, they they take cocaine. Particularly, crack of is course. a big drug out here, bro. You know, not, not here, not here where I am, but out there. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> out big there. drug out there. It's a very big drug that. A lot of, especially people in um, law, people in um, uh, investments, in, in the stock. I'm sure you guys watched um, Wolf of Wall Street. That, yeah. that stuff is real, yeah. you know what I mean? That is not yeah. fake. Those guys take those drugs. So, it's not fake. 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 It's It's not essentially about that. So, the reason why you were asking that is also because why are the guys taking the drugs right now? It's because and of course, there's a different tier to it. Um, you will never see them eating cocaine in the streets. They cannot afford it. So yeah. Co yeah, cocaine, cocaine is, ecstasy, a bump, right? 
yeah, cocaine, cocaine ecstasy, and whatever, it's got a niche of people that are, you know, people that don't want to yeah. sleep. Like cocaine, I know of a lot of people that don't want to sleep, so they want to work throughout the night and stuff, so they take cocaine. And 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 I know of a couple of people that want, uh, you know, that go to those EP joints and then they want ecstasy to, to 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 give them more energy and stuff. But that's that shit is expensive, man. Like you need to be, you need to be working really hard to get that money because you won't be able to sustain the lifestyle. So that also comes with stress. We're gonna talk about that. But if I'm gonna talk about something that really affects people back home, cocaine affects people that stay across Samora, you know. Across Samora, we know of a few people that in the north. Yeah, in the north. But even my gate from that. What are you talking about? Even on the other side of Samora, it's there. I will even tell you the price. US dollars, you can get a decent bump. What are you talking about, boss? Is there? Don't give out information, but I it's a conversation because I did my research today, gentlemen. I did my research, gentlemen. Uri go, iwe pafiyo ababa uri ipo and this year I'm going to get another ten years. But the uri you go. I think I'm bored. You know, I'm not sure. You're trying to shout at Christopher Mendy, Mendy, Mendy. In skies, bro. Like I know it's there. Like it's there. But guys, how many? How many? Um, I can even. I, I will send you YouTube videos yeah. of um guys who were interviewing kids um in Mbile's Bare, Fio, um Glenview, Kwazana. You're yes, actually getting it in those areas. So it's not something that it's focused in the northern suburbs alone. I think it's everywhere. And of course, I won't lie, even my research says the, the highest um, consumers of these drugs are actually in private schools, mostly. Yeah. Kids who come, who go to private schools, or don't get to northern suburbs. You're very right about that, right? Yeah. But I'm saying it's also rampant, in, and it affects more. But no, it affects Vasina Mari more because Havana Mari was with the other, the, the rehab stuff, like to manage it or to control it yeah. or know how to take it because they're not educated enough with the met, you know, you know, you know, you know, maintain or say, right? Because there's, there's no, they, they don't, they don't bother going to the internet. But I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to go to the Nobody will tell you that. They don't have the information to go and research that on, online. Right? So definitely I can say it's it's on both sides. But our fun, at least that this was at this was the effect because they know how to manage it. They've got the information, they've got the internet access, they research this stuff, these things compared with Nefana Begu Ghetto. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think also just on that one, you, you brought up something really important, Panya, yeah, rehab. Mm. There's that uh, people will stay in a certain rut because there's no way of getting out of it. You know, yeah. So like you're looking at, if you're, if you're fortunate to be coming from a family that's a bit more well off and you want to change your ways, there's, there's mm. means and ways for you to get out of it. I mean, six, six step, how to get out of addiction, you know, all that <laughs> stuff is there. <laughs> You know, so wow. but those things need money and those need time and persistence. That's not something that's going to be afforded and commitment. Yeah. And that's something that's not going to be afforded to get from that. You know, no one gives a, gives a damn about what's going on in their lives, but don't go feed drugs, whether they're the expensive ones or the cheap ones, there's 
that that rehabilitation you know it's it's not there for, for exactly it, it's very classist it's very very classist okay so thank you Bati, for bringing that up because i was about to move to segment two <laughs> Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, wow. Okay, that was a powerful segment one for this episode. Um, the debates are strong. Now he knows. You're now educated. You're welcome, brother. But see, ah, uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Cocaine as well is there. Not the whole boom that I Anyways, but see, um, I, 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 I need you to start getting engaged. I feel like this is more of your thing. Some common. <laughs> Listen, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. But this is right down your alley. Where is this? <laughs> this is your alley. Because, um, I think, I think with, with everything we've been building with Brothers With Voices, um, personally, I've realized that you have um, a logical idea to a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this first question on segment two is now very much directed to you, um, which is really on the key efforts on fighting the drugs in our communities. Right. So we know that we've got law enforcement, we've got family and friends intervention, we've got information dissemination, we've got, you know, the job, you get a job, drugs, maybe, hopefully, um, you know, we have rehab centers which are non-active, right? So in that line, what do you think is the best way to start building um, awareness to drugs? What is the best way to start building on kids understanding that drugs are very detrimental? To, 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 to drugs are very detrimental to their lives. Um, what would you say in terms of building on that? Looking at also the factors that I, that I mentioned, which are law enforcement, family, um, family and friends, occupational society. Could you can take up, but I just stick them my drugs and then, and then we go from there. How's that? Let's, let's All right, so. Um, <laughs> That's a fully loaded question. How I see it, Andrea, yeah, is that um, let me let me break down the the problems that you spoke about, like economic or political. The issue mm. with with um, with drugs is that it, it, there's a double-edged sword effect to it. When mm. you are in rampant poverty and economic strife and um, political, uh, you know, instability and the likes drugs will become an escape from that right and then you're looking at a situation where even if things were okay right the availability of drugs now becomes a lot easier so either way it's going to be there so i can't really i'm not saying that we should stay in poverty or we should things should be okay but or, or whatever the case may be yes things should get better in zim but i'm just saying the situation you're looking at a a, a place where we can't we can't stand up and say if we fix things in the economy, drugs will stop being a problem. No, drugs will continue being a problem. So that I'm going to put aside. You had brought it up. Second thing was Yema rehabilitation. I think that's a really, really important one. Um, it's, it's, I, I hate the way um, African countries, Zim, all, all these countries are so dependent on, on foreign aid. You know, We should be able to fix our own issues by ourselves. Right? So if we know, and we should care enough to fix those issues. So you look at a situation where we know that there are drugs. 
wanaweza kuti ukaenda pa pa den pa rasta apo ukauya neka 5 grams ka kunopiwa 300 grams the chimonera chi bobobo you know like we all know what's going on in the areas but we don't care enough to do anything about it so yeah. i think it it comes back to the societal um the society that we're living in and people giving a damn about things because right now people are too worried about yeah okay fine people are too worried about trying to get more food and money for the next day you know and we don't give a damn about those issues so i think the society needs to now change its mindset and say no no this is actually a big deal and it's affecting generations upon generations upon generations because you won't get out of that cycle and that's going to affect you your children because of course you're going to have kids I don't know why, but you're gonna have kids. And you're gonna have kids. Those kids are rombe as well, you know. So we're creating a cycle of of just this dependence on drugs, and it's it's not going to stop until we stand up and say, no, no, no. What are we going to do about this? So these rehabilitation centers are very important because it gets your mindset out of this is bad. It's not something that I have to do so that I stay normal in my head. No, this is wrong. So mm-hmm. those stages of, of rehabilitation, that contemplation with no, what, what can I do to get out of this rut and then move to the next stage where I am maintaining and, and terminating this, this drug abuse. So mm-hmm. I think the rehabilitation center is something that we need to put emphasis on as people, but as Zimbabweans, as us, we need to start making active um, moves to fixing our own issues. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Kudzidori, this one is not coming to you. It, we're building on what Patsy said. As I, as, as I mentioned earlier, he's a little bit more logical than me. Uh, so I'm building on <laughs> what bit, Patsy said. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, may, slightly I'll take. I'll take a little bit. I'll take a little bit. Just take it. Just take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, Patsy, you're talking specifically on, um, on, on the rehab centers, right? Um, as yeah. far as I did my research today um, and the past couple of days, I realized that uh, the Narcotics Anonymous and the Alcoholic Anonymous um, um, platforms are not as active as they should be. They're oh, not, yeah. right? Okay. Rehab centers right now, there are no governmental rehab centers helping kids as really as proficient. I mean, I, I, I know that we're not funding it. We said go, go, go at the moment for so many reasons I don't want to get into. You know, we talk about hospital. Exactly. OD and then go to the hospital. But even in the hospital, the, the system is so yeah. poor that rehabilitation. Yeah. So, could it, it, it directed to you now, um, because these um, systems are non, uh, close to non-existent, and rehab centers now are only private. Um, I'll, I'll t- I, I know of one in Highlands. It's a very big one, um, and you know it, it's private. It, it's very expensive, right? So, which means that it's only going to cater to the rich and Vanemari to make sure or their brother or their you know, sister and all that stuff. What are your thoughts? How, as a community, can we build on caring enough, right, to make sure that these societies start prospering and become better in terms of, 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 of supporting these um, organizations to cater to our uh, brethren in terms of you know, kicking the habit, uh, pretty much? Yeah, that's a that's a very big question, man. And I mean, taking it on uh, from what Marty said, um, we don't have enough resources to do that. 
currently. Like I've seen that we're capable, but we don't have, you know, like especially for the ghetto child that is, is suffering through this. We also need to look at two things too. Rehab, the way it's said, no one really wants to go to rehab, bro. No. Unless if you want to, unless if you no, want, how no, not debate that? No one wants to, because now, yes, because now look at it from this point, it's drug abuse. Then they're just drug users. Maybe they don't abuse it. You know what I mean? All right. All right. So, you got people out there like, you got people that are like, what do okay, I, so what where, 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 where's the balance? Where's, where's the balance? The, you say, you in how us, do you know you're abusing and you're not abusing? How so, do you know? So, so, Period. So, Period. So, so, so that's how we take it. But then we put that, oh, yeah, it's illegal. But we did not put measures now to say if it's illegal. Or, okay, then, if it gets to this point, then what do we do? You know what I mean? It's just that everything was like, it's, it's illegal. Yeah. But there's some people that just, you know, use it. And if you go to them, really, it's not like you're going to go to them and grab them and say, let's go to rehab. Rehab needs you to cooperate as well. Yeah. You know, so I think it's about checking the root cause of why you're taking it. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know? okay. I see. Yeah, I agree. I don't even I think that sometimes, I don't even think sometimes we even need to go to rehab. You're going to be told the same things, just like going to therapy. You're going to be told the same things. But what is the reason? you're taking why yeah but how are you gonna find out what the reason is without going to rehab going to rehab yes yes so now that's why i'm talking about it yes it's like therapy therapy. yes but then you're you're also dealing with someone that has not gone to rehab so how are you going to do that so i'm talking about a stage before rehab because not everyone is going to go to rehab i'm talking about a stage before rehab Stage yeah, is pre-contemplation. This where you don't think you have a problem. And you haven't thought about exactly. it. You haven't yes. thought of you're just using and you're for you to be an addict, bro. You you, you don't want to use your damn addict. Yeah. Yeah. It, also, let's let's bring it to something that we would all kind of like understand. Let's, we, yeah. we all drink here, right? So like you you drink, right? And you don't think you have a problem of drinking. Yeah. How many times have either of you uh, gotten woken up in the morning after a bad hangover and said, "I'm just going to food. I'm not doing this again. I'm not drinking." I do that every 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 three days, bro. What are you talking about? That's what I'm, so you're no <laughs> longer pre-contemplation. Well, about contemplation? <laughs> I do that every three. You days. Just have an accident. <laughs> but who the is hangover is three days long. On hangover for my. And then you say, "I'm yes. never going to drink again." Yeah. Kudzi, you're saying something. Tell me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm I'm still stuck on that because I don't want us to say, "Let's go to Rio." At the end of this, um, no, that's not going to be the solution. Because, no. because I, or like what I'm saying is, rehab works for people that can pay for it. True. What about people that cannot pay for it? I've got an answer for that. They yeah. can't pay for it, but of course, it's very hypocritical because they can pay for. I was quite shocked that because they don't have money, they still pay for a line for twelve dollars. I mean, yeah, but but I mean, how are we going to get from people that are addicted right now on the streets? Mm. to counseling them that's why i was thinking we need a we need a um, i think we're talking about this as brothers with voices we need a um like a road show mm-hmm. so, to educate awareness yeah. so you're talking you're awareness. talking about awareness you're talking about awareness. awareness so so where you speak to each and every person 
So we need to sit and research right now because you can't put a seminar, let's go to rehab. No, we have different dogs in the society right now. Let's do a rehab. Let's, to, let's, let, let's, let's look at all the students that are studying you know, psychology or counseling, whatever. Let's put them in the streets. Let's get them to get the database of people that are actually taking these drugs and why they take them. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? So, why they take them. There, we can now see how best we can now deal with certain people because it's very hard, bro. Look, Some people I, take I, it I and they accept. Know. And they accept, bro. And it's not abuse to them. Some people are going through a lot of, you know, from this depression, anxiety and stuff. Some people say, it, it, you know, it, it helps me with that. What are you going to do when you go to that person that says, I know, I'm actually okay. You know, I'm good, thanks. Quizzy, yeah, I'm actually, Quizzy, thank you. Look, I agree with you. That is a big scope as Brothers With Voices that we have. Same thing how we talk about in Brothers With Voices that we, all, we definitely want a mental health clinic. Yeah. that can cater for people, right? We want that, definitely. But when we want to go back down to the grassroots of to help to start building the problem, could it be, I mean, but to mention something about caring enough as a community, as a society, is also in our culture, community. This behavior is wrong. Don't do this. So as Batsi said, we need to start caring, first of all. So I know that we a lot of people have siblings out here. Whether you're an only child and you're the one who's abusing, Remember that kind of we my siblings, friends, or whatever. I believe that from grassroots level, you are the ones who are supposed to show that care and actually start and say to your friend or your brother or your sister or your cousin and be like, Shah, I think I think you have a problem. You know, I think you have a problem that um, you know, we need to we need to handle. I think you're abusing uh, drugs or you're abusing alcohol, and we need to find a solution for that. Because obviously, a lot of these kids can't afford rehab. That's the truth. No matter how much we talk, we can talk about rehab. Nobody, nobody is able enough because, as you said, Kudzi, people are looking to pay for the next new Yemangwana rather than paying Kudzi. Mana tenga sa radio na zuguza tenge ehu fuwe twelve dollars we guruwa besa minomaje. It's 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 gonna be difficult. So it starts from that point where the father sees the kid is doing this. Beat that child, for example. You don't do corporal punishment. Beat him. Beat, beat that child. Beat that beat, child. No spanky spanky. No spanky spanky. We beat. And that's our culture. We beat. Disciplinary committee <laughs> is necessary. And what is the purpose? Have that conversation. If beating doesn't work, have that conversation. This does not work. Show him. I mean, there's so much. Yeah, but because there, there, there are certain circumstances whereby we're not going to move around in the bedroom for, for three days so that I eat sober so that you can talk to them. You have to go to extremes. We're going to want to go to abuse. I, I, I wouldn't want my kid to die from from, from, from overdose. Hell no. Yeah. I'd rather lock him in the room with a suffering withdrawal symptoms, and then we deal with the withdrawal symptoms rather than an overdose. That's the truth. And no parent wants their kid to die from drug overdose. So as I said, for me, it always starts in the grassroots. Yes, awareness is necessary. But let's start from the grassroots. Family, friends, community needs to care enough for these kids. 
Okay. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I agree with you with both of you because I feel like you're you're looking at it from just from different angles, but you're all serving the same purpose. I don't think there is a situation where one solution is the only solution that should be implemented. Yeah. You're looking at everything should start at grassroots, you know, because that's a more of a preventative. Um, preventative um, approach that we're taking to know why from grass, know why not to do things exactly, you know. Mm -hmm. Then, but because it's coming from the real place where what are we You didn't get the information, this mm -hmm. you shouldn't do this, or you got it and you ignored it. And we need to get you out of that state. So, it's you, you've got your prevention, you've got your rehabilitation, then you've got you know, one what on your data who you cannot help, you know, where you're not yeah. just taking yeah. care of. So I think there's three stages to it, you know, the information stage is that prevention stage. So it's almost like we're going to um, how, remember how rigorous and how, how hard Zim went, went on HIV. When, mm. when every average, every 10 minutes, every 20 minutes, there was an average speaking about HIV and AIDS and how preventative, they should you know, condomize, just, yeah. condomize or prevent, you know, that information overload was there, you know, yeah. because they realized that this is a big problem. That comes back to what Chris is saying that we should actually give a damn. If this yeah. was a, if this was an issue, there would be adverts on it. There would be, there would be people, you know, talking about it. there'd be people in the streets, education, educating people on why this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. But see, I used to see people in the streets giving out flyers for uh, for HIV. Yeah. And stuff exactly. like that. But don't about information booths, testing centers. Problem, HIV came and scared people. It really scared yeah. people. Also, you right? can't make money off it. You can't, you can't make money off it. Exactly. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies are, but okay. Yeah, oh, but... I, how how can you open a um, like they're for free they're for free but they, look the thing is this right people need to give it up people need um people have an answers right mm. people have an answers if you really look at people right now, um, some people are not, you know, like I was talking about marijuana. Some people are not smoking it, but they're taking it through a pill or because they're Edible saying, oh, I, I can't like sleep, that, yeah. so I'll do this. Yeah. And people are taking yeah. something these days. Yeah. And if you really look at it, um, maybe I'll, I'll just talk like, I'll just talk about where I am right now. I think cannabis stores, because here we can buy cannabis from the store. From the shop, legal, right, bro? The amount of cannabis stores that have been opened since COVID started, the amount of it's stores, money, bro, crazy, money, crazy, money. Why do you think they legalized weed so they can control and get that money? Yes. Because the okay. informal market of weed was making eat <laughs> by yes. itself, okay. and, was, and the government wasn't eating it. So now let's okay. move to Zim. Let's move to Zim, right? Same thing. So a lot of people are benefiting from this industry. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot and of people are now, life. oh man, they're selling it. They're selling it. And 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 mm. and now for you to come up with that thing, you're going to, I know, let's stop it. We need to start from there. So we need to come up with a way 
you could stop up the movement of them, which is really impossible. We have bigger problems, right? So we say. Yeah. So now, who do we blame? The ghetto youth, because the ghetto youth is taking drugs. Is the ghetto youth the only person that's taking drugs in Zimbabwe? Um, that are, this is a, this that is that is that is an that that will be an age long debate today, and I really don't have time for that you know? anymore. Because exactly. my so my, 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 my schedule has got limits today. Let me make my point. So Please. let's move on from that. So because now we have exposed the ghetto youth because they're taking Mutorio. Every other person, like we're talking about the northern suburbs, they're taking it in a very smart way because they'll be in their yards. Yeah, true. Right? I'm not talking sure about Denver. Yeah. My bong, my bong, my, my, my bong, my bong, Mm. And because mm. you know, yeah. I think we need to look at the root problem for us to now see how best we can do it. That's why I was like, uh, we're talking about drug abuse these days, it's on the rise, but everyone else is doing it. Everyone mm. else is doing it. But why? And then how best can we regulate it? How best can we, um, and, and okay, the controversial one now. Is there a good way of taking drugs? <laughs> no, uh, just a question. Is there a good uh, way? Question. Personally, I'm not a drug. I'm not a drug user, but I'm yeah. pretty sure there are decent recreational ways to, to uh, you know, not to take drugs. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know it's a difficult question, but then is there a good way of taking it? No, it's no. drugs. It's bad. It's, it's a drug. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Exactly. So, 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 if it's bad, then we have to. So, the drug abuse part, right? Because it's a drug. But then, when abused, then it's bad. But it's normally not bad. It's meant for a certain thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I see, I see where you're. What, do you, you're do you see? I, I know I'm a very it's controversial individual. It's the abuse. We're not going to no one ซัมโตปูอายุชันดาโปเอเซเทนปูเอเซเทนเทนไลค์ไรท์นาวเดเพลดาไรท์บอทเมดิซิโนมาริวานาอิทเวิร์คส์ฟอร์เอนไซเอ
to fight it, beat by society, by law enforcement, by friends, family, and all that. Um, but of course, I'm going to ask again the viewers to help us out because we have shared what we think is best. And I feel like we've dwelled on three or four specific items. So please yeah. share a little bit more um, what you feel is important in terms of uh, in the fight against um, drugs, right? Yeah. Um, I just could have a Pablo Escobar later. But anyways, so... Um, still in segment two, and I, I want to keep this part short because I still have one more segment I want to get into, and I need to keep segment? this one very short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a research person, bro. Uh, yeah. So this section oh, is, now, is now about what could you say? Munam Riyab, and the you're now a new man. You, you, you feel you're a new man. So I want to talk about dealing with, re, with relapse, right? Um, a relapse is when, obviously, you wabuda and, you know, you start doing drugs again, right? What are the, the, the methods that I've realized that um, some people use to deal with relapse include um, issues such as reaching out when I want sponsor wako or your, your your mom your dad your brother your sister your cousin whoever you're comfortable talking to so the way and I'm not comfortable help me and then you know they, they, they will try and help you um, there are also situations whereby you avoid the triggers for example work stress like drugs Either you leave the job or you go talk to your human resources manager, like stresses or you tell your family. And of course, the other one, which is the biggest one, is disassociation from the community or the friends that lead you to that, which is always the biggest problem because friends are the ones that you peer pressure, you know, you know, you know, especially in our community. Right. So what are your thoughts and what are your ideas on dealing with relapse? And again, please try and keep it short. I will give you one answer each on this one. All right, cool. Um, but you can go first because I think on 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 relapse. So you've got a situation where when you've gone through rehab, I'm pretty sure they give you tools on how to deal and manage your your um your addiction right and it's 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 one of those where you have to um adapt yes there it is you need to adapt to a new way of living this and this and this and this is how you do your things and then the drugs came into that and that became the normal life um, my assumption would be when you go to rehab you want to change you want to you want to improve your quality of life I think that's what it is about going to rehab and trying to change your life. You want to improve your quality of life, meaning that you want to adapt to a new life that does not include these drugs or whatever the case may be. So I think the main thing is that adaptation. Looking at a situation where you you create an environment for yourself. This is also very difficult because like if you look at it in Zim, it's difficult for you to go to, into rehab um, and then with the same problems and same issues and you, you, you fall down the exact same trap. So it's about creating a new environment and a completely different reality for yourself so that you don't fall into the same trap again. 
I think that's yeah. for me that's it's it's that simple or that difficult because it's it's also not easy to to do something like that. And mm-hmm. what Jaraka life can cause True. what are your thoughts on this dealing with relapse? I I think it's a it's a matter of um you know knowing um it's a, it's a, it's a it's a the time is running out, right? I know, right? I'm like, yeah. we're not even done yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a matter. It's I a matter of uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm confused. You ready? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a matter of um, really. It's 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 a uh, it's a very difficult one too because you see a lot of people falling off and going back and doing it again because it's it's a uh, you need really a great support system there. You need a great support mm-hmm. system that can allow you to. To also know that during a replant, like a like a relapse, you can also use and not stop, like like and and not stop, or also use really going through, because normally if you don't have a great support system during the relapse, you're gonna have the temptation. If you use it, doesn't mean that that you're gonna continue using it. You need a great support system that helps you stop, because normally if you are saying okay, I've stopped, and then you use it. You're probably going to tell yourself that ah, since I used it, it's just the same. You just kind of use it again for a little. Since I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm alright. You know what I mean? So yeah. you need a great support system that can really understand that. You need a great support system that can really understand that. That's why maybe we need certain people that need to champion this drug issue. I think in our like in our like in our community, we need certain structures around besides family too. Because family judges you a lot because of our culture. Yeah. You know, in as much as family is our biggest support, family judges you because they know you. You need someone that can see things from a different point of view, that can make you see reason. Maybe the family that you're thinking is a support system is the one that you're even, you know, using drugs for. So with with <laughs> yeah, oh and yeah, with too. You know, maybe so you need a great what that support system is, um, I don't know, but I think we need to create certain organizations that can, you know, do this whole follow-up with drug users um, um, mm-hmm. on 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 maybe how they're progressing and mm-hmm. and 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 maybe because some Which of them it doesn't accountability. mean accountability yeah. and 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 some of it we need to understand that if someone is using drugs today. Um, we cannot just expect them to stop tomorrow. It's a yeah. process. It's a process. So we need some people, like a proper support system that 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 that, that can understand that. Because mm-hmm. if you tell your sister that, ah, okay, cool, I've stopped, and then she sees you tomorrow, she's gonna be like, Chris, I started again, and whatever, whatever, and and and, and you know, yeah. it's just too complicated, you know. So we need a great support system outside of our family that can support us there. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, wow. Gentlemen, I think we've had a quite a long conversation today. Um, so I'm going to keep this last segment pretty short as I have only one question for you guys. Um, and this, this question is very relative. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced or been around somebody who abuses drugs or alcohol or whatever. What are the signs and symptoms for you that you can hint um, to our viewers to take note of, to see whether their friend, relative, or whatever is abusing. 
you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be. And what is always the best approach? Because I know we've covered, hey, let's take care of our people. Let's be, let's care enough for them. But don't forget with a drug user will never accept that they're abusing. Um, an alcoholic will never accept that they're an alcoholic. What are the best approaches to say, or to say, um, or to understand the misconceptions behind uh, behind the drug abuse or the alcohol abuse? I will start with you, Kudzi. Um, I feel like, you know, people people understanding and public relations and do quako. So I'll start with you, bro. <laughs> I, I guess it just starts. Well, no, that's a lot of pressure, bro. Um, it starts with just seeing people's patterns. So um, if someone is just doing a behavior that is really not normal, out of the ordinary, um, that's also one reason, right? Um, then you're like, ah, no, I think this, is, this, this behavior is, is not really what you would probably, you know, um, display. Um, there's something going on. Or you, you can just see, um, I guess that, that is the biggest thing, I guess. Um, but also how to approach it after knowing it is also a big thing because mm-hmm. you can approach it in such a way people like that can be very defensive because you don't feel what they're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. So you come off as very judgy to them. So um, where I was going with the whole support system thing is, 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 is this knowing that and also approaching it in a very right way of approaching it. You can approach it as you're using drugs. You're now... You have now moved away from your part of life. You know, you have now strayed. Warofa. Warofa. <laughs> Warofa. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we just need to handle it with care and know when it happens because that's when you can actually stop it. Um, mm. If you approach it right, um, I guess that's what I can say. That's the. the okay. The, yeah, those are my Mazi, man. Mazi, I need you to, to, to finish this part with a high. Right, I need a bit, not not a hello. <laughs> I don't mean a hello. I don't mean a hello. I mean I need you to give me with a big eye. punch. Um, Wait, let I me give my lighter. You said with the eye, right? I'm just yeah, I, <laughs> you <draggy. laughs> I need you to. I need you to have a punch to this question, right? Um, it's the same question to Kudzi. Uh, Kudzi provided two, uh, two, 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 two scenarios and two examples. I need you to give me one or two that have that particular punch in the guts to say, yeah, look no guys, pressure, drugs are bad. Yeah, no pressure whatsoever, bro. No hukura, I don't even find that. So don't talk about pressure. All right. um, I, I think I'll stick to the one thing that was um, sitting on my chest the, the most. I think the biggest misconception about drug abuse and drug use is that it has to be serious for it to be a problem or for it to be treated. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's the biggest issue that we have. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's when you then decide, oh, snap, Timmy has got a problem. Let's deal with this problem. But you could have picked up on this problem a year ago before it became this level. So I think the biggest thing we need to look at when it comes to drug abuse is that it doesn't have to be severe for it to be treated, for it to be an issue. That's the first thing. And we also need to pay attention to our loved ones, pay attention to our friends, pay attention to our friends and family so that we can see the signs before they become big problems. I I think that that's for me is probably 
the most important thing there it's about giving a damn about each other you know so if if i'm chilling here and i'm talking to kudzi every single day and the, i don't pick up that this dude actually has a problem and even if i do pick up on it i don't have the guts to tell him that yo bro i think you've got a problem and you need to talk about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh no, yeah but yeah. just because he's got a problem it needs to be spoken about so that's yeah. where i'm coming from in that point exactly and um for me in my closing statement when it comes to 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 this part the misconceptions and um everything i'm just going to build on what you could say but to say it is that at the end of the day let's not wait or let's not prompt or help uh people to say hey, have you experimented on this don't give don't leave a room for experimentation because experimentation leads to um you know that addiction it it it, it leads to, to to that drug abuse so let's try to always maintain a, a maintain a positive vibe around our peers around our friends around our families and uh, not be the ones who are said to have that uh peer pressure right uh because at the end of the day one experimental puff or line or whatever is going to be the core, the root cause of that addiction so as a people we need to learn to teach each other the right things the positive ways in life to the positive ways to manage with societal pressures uh, the positive ways to deal with societal pressures like this um, to say drugs are bad period there's no yeah. we're not going to tell you anything i'm not going to tell you anything else drugs are bad let's right? give it them yeah let's give it them to our folk and drugs are bad and with that uh ladies and gentlemen i would like to say thank you so much for spending um a longer period today uh listening to my very very sweet voice um, i sing soprano sometimes but i would like to thank you so much for spending some time uh listening to us um and That's i will ask if you a problem <laughs> i would like to ask uh batsi to remind people how to do it on youtube and i will ask kuzi to remind people how to do it on spotify and facebook but see you go brother subscribe 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 guys just go on to on to youtube you know and then just click the subscribe button it's the red thing it's very easy and, to uh, see and, 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 so then, yeah, guys, subscribe. and, and then, then the notification bell every time we drop something new so yeah please guys subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us everywhere else could mm-hmm. they bring it And just know we have a new time right now which is 7 p.m. Central African time every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um this is going to be a, a live on Facebook and YouTube and you know us we always upload it on Spotify if you want to listen to us whilst you're driving. Very dope. Um but yeah, but uh we also on Apple Podcasts and app, like 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 mm-hmm. like and all these mm-hmm. other platforms too, right? So Anchor. the biggest thing, yeah, the biggest thing like what Bati said, subscribe to YouTube, tell your buddies to do that. tell your small houses tell your friends tell your sisters your brothers to also subscribe to brothers with voices on youtube mm-hmm. we might be talking about you next week yes <laughs> i love this closing i'm i'm like keep this closing every other episode that i do ladies and gentlemen we might be talking and, about and no to drug abuse i would like to say ladies and gentlemen have a good evening have a, have a good afternoon and have a good morning peace out from the brothers <laughs>